Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today's episode, I've got Jesse Butler returning to the show. He owns, operates, promotes, whatever you can think of, everything that has to do with Southern Underground Professional Wrestling. Him along with a couple others, uh, as well as Kevin Koo, who's been on the show as well, uh, they do everything, everything under the sun for subgraps, as it's becoming more and more known on the internet. S-U-P-G-R-A-P-S, subgraps, Southern Underground Professional Wrestling. They have a huge show coming up, Headwalk Among Us, on October the 29th in the basement east here in Nashville, Tennessee. I had Jesse come back to the show for this episode, and we talk a ton of independent professional wrestling. Jesse's actually an independent wrestler himself, and we might be making some matches here on the Fight Talk podcast because Jesse does call out one filthy Tom Lawler during this episode for a death match. So you want to definitely check that out. We, of course, go through the uh, the match card, match by match, for the show coming up on October the 29th. And we, once again, we talk about just a ton of pro wrestling. This is a conversation you guys are going to love. But before we get started, make sure to check out Heroes and Legends, celebrating 15 years in business. You know what? As a matter of fact, Heroes and Legends also helps out with the Kick Out at Two podcast with Jesse Butler, my guest today. He owns, operates, hosts that as well. So mutual friends, uh, mutual, uh, I guess, kind of circle with Heroes and Legends. And shout out to Chad, who we mentioned during the show as well. He's expecting a child soon, and you know our thoughts are with you, man. Very, very happy for you. So do your thing. We'll be seeing you soon, and uh, you know, good luck with everything, man. We're we're really happy for you. Um, as far as Heroes and Legends is concerned, uh, they specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Make sure to check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at HL Pro Wrestling. And catch them live at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, November the 25th. Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn will be there live in the house, telling stories, doing autographs, pictures, the whole deal. It's going to be a great time. You do not want to miss out. WrestleCade, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, November the 25th. I plan on being there live as well, so say hey to me too. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com's uh, Hell in a Cell Pick'em Contest is obviously over. TLC's coming up soon. Just never want to miss out. Just a ton of cash and prizes. Basically, what WrestleRumble.com is, is fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling fans. So if you're like me, and you like to watch pro wrestling, and you think you're kind of a know-it-all about it, just like I, you know, all of us, you know, we all kind of think we know what's going on, right? We all love to tell our friends and love to go on the internet and talk about, hey, this will happen, and that will happen. I bet this happens. I bet that happens. Oh, this guy's going to lose. That guy's going to lose. Well, guess what? You can win money in big prizes by just doing that at WrestleRumble.com. So check it out, check out their merchandise, and also follow them on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. Also, shout out to Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. He is a personal trainer, USA boxing coach, and MMA conditioning expert out of Delgado Boxing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. That's in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Give him a call at 404-316-4516 or email him at brian at delgadoboxing.net. That is B-R-Y-A-N at delgadoboxing.net. Uh, also follow him on Instagram at BMJMMA. Basically, just hit him up. He, uh, he can help you get better at your boxing. Get, he can help you get in better shape. He can just help you with just general things to make your life better. Just hit him up. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing is the guy for you. And last but never least, Williamson Brothers Barbecue has my favorite sauce in the world, Gluten-free, all-natural ingredients. You can even find it in Whole Foods. As a matter of fact, they've gotten so big, and I mean, for great reason, because they're amazing. They're, they're 
products are top notch, you can actually find their meats, their physical meats in a lot of these whole food locations now. So not only can you get the sauce there, you can buy their natural meats as well, which is fantastic. And I'm so happy for, for their company and the family who runs it. So once again, you know, check them out, check them out in person, check them out in Whole Foods, Kroger, Publix, wherever. But hey, jump online if you can't get out, uh, out and about to do it. Just jump on williamsonbros.com, check out all their products and services, or check them out on walmart.com. If you're doing some other shopping for some other stuff, just jump in the search tab, type in Williamson Bros, and that's it. It's that easy. So once again, thank you to Williamson Bros Barbecue for helping out and supporting the Fight Talk podcast. So with that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this conversation about indie pro wrestling and, of course, Southern Underground professional wrestling. Headwalk Among Us coming up October the 29th. Me, a little bit of Zach Epstein in this one, and a lot of Jesse Butler here on the Fight Talk Podcast. Today I've got Jesse Butler um, in studio, I guess you'd say, um, basically in my apartment, living room, uh, with Zach Epstein. Uh, we're going to be talking Southern Underground Pro. We got Headwalk Among Us <clears throat> on October the 29th here in Nashville, Tennessee. Southern Underground Pro is a great, it's an awesome company. They're, they're running shows about every two months now here in Nashville, uh, running the Basement East again, just like their last show that happened just a couple months ago. Uh, Jesse, we, me, me and him have been talking a little bit beforehand, but just for the listeners, how you been doing, man? Man, I'm good. Tired. Started the new job. Loving it. I was uh, having a conversation yesterday when I went to Great Escape to hang up a flyer with one of the guys that works there, and it feels like it's been like six months since we've done a show. Like It, it feels like the longest gap in between shows that we've ever had, and I don't know what it is. but Well, I bet it has a lot to do with like the last show was right coming off of the SCI tournament in, Ch- uh-huh. in Chattanooga, so like, you were in Chattanooga for two days doing your thing, promoting the Kick Out of Two podcast, which mm-hmm. is a great podcast, another Nashville-based podcast for pro wrestling. Um, you were doing that, and you're always marketing, promoting getting your brand out there um so that was like two straight days of that and then you were you were doing podcasts i wish i could have stuck around for some of those i had to get out of there a little earlier but uh you guys were doing like podcasts and stuff like a big room with a lot of like the indie talent and stuff like that um so you guys were busy is what i'm trying to get at you guys were busy over the weekend during the sci tournament in chattanooga and then the next day um all i had to do was get there to, to come watch your show in Nashville, you were promoting and running and operating a show in Nashville, so I could only imagine why this might feel like a little bit more of a, you know, some downtime. It's, uh, man, SCI was a fucking weekend. It was, I think I maybe slept like six hours that whole weekend, and it was worth it. I mean, we did, we had an awesome interview with the Carnies, which there was so many people at, and we interviewed Corey Hollis, and just a lot of hanging out, a lot of great wrestling, and then we got up super, so we got up super early. Sunday, drove back to Nashville, um, dropped our stuff off, waited for like 30 minutes, picked up Joey Janela from the airport. He slept. I couldn't sleep. Uh, and Janela had wrestled the last two nights, one yeah. night in Chattanooga, one night back up north, right? Dude, he, so he had the craziest schedule. I, I guess it can, I guess everybody knows now, but so Leo Rush got signed to NXT, um, and Leo basically requested that Janela be his final, I guess, CZW in not really independent because I think he had one or two more bookings after that but final CZW match which is a big deal both those guys being CZW oh yeah stuff, sure because um, I think at the time Janela wasn't really I think he had kind of just left CZW to do other things because right. he was there all the time um, so uh, Leo Rush requests Janela 
Janelle has already been announced for SCI, so he's scheduled to wrestle Darby Allen the first night of SCI. Which was a sick match. Darby Allen's phenomenal. He's like a small dude who you wouldn't, for anyone who hasn't seen him, that dude's got some talent. He does some crazy shit. He's done a lot of lucha training, so he's, uh, he's I think he's really starting to like find his spot. So I was talking to Joey like a couple of days beforehand, and he basically drove from, I think, New Jersey to Chattanooga, to, yeah, from New, Jer- from New Jersey to Chattanooga, wrestled in Chattanooga Friday night, slept for a couple hours, drove from Chattanooga to Nashville, dropped his car off at mine and Brittany's apartment, took an Uber to the airport, flew to Jer- or yeah, flew to Jersey, I think, uh, wrestled, Dar- or wrestled Leo Rush, hopped in a car to the airport, flew back to Nashville for Sunday, we picked him up. He caught a couple hours sleep, wrestled, we took him out, had a lot of fun. That dude had, like, he said he loves the travel, but there's no way that wasn't stressful. Oh, yeah, there's, I mean, I couldn't believe, like, because you were telling me that when I was talking to you in Chattanooga during the SCI, I was like, you had mentioned to me, like, what he was, because my, my thought was, because um, obviously, I, hopefully this isn't spoiling any, for anybody who's planning on buying, like, the SCI show, but spoiler alert on night one uh Janela loses to Darby yeah um and so I went up to you and I was like oh I, I'm guessing they're gonna give him like a night off be he lost right. I think he's gonna get a night off and then he's gonna do sub graps the next day and Chattanooga it was the exact opposite yeah. he, he lost so he'd get up to God, do like a fucking death match in CZW and then fucking come right back down he went viral twice in one week and takes <laughs> that spot with Leo Rush and then his country music debut here in Nashville yeah we're gonna talk about that too for sure because that was that one viral like and that was amazing. I want to mention Darby Allen also real quick because this dude did a spot that I'd never seen before where his hands were duct taped behind his back and he did a a front flip yeah. uh, suicide dive through the first and second rope to the outside. Like, completely unprotected. That's, I mean, Janela is, basically you're trusting Janela to yeah. make the catch, which, which people do because he's right. great. But, like, man, I saw that kind of stuff. I, I, it was the first time I had seen a, uh, Janela's spot where he does the front flip sitting in a chair. So good. Some genius stuff. And uh, I went up to Darby after the match. I was just like, dude, great work, man. I was like, that was, I don't know what the hell. I did not expect any of that from from anybody. Like, I didn't know what to. There was people with that show jumping off of the top of the bleachers. Yeah. There was, like. That was Darby. Yeah, Darby. <laughs> there was, it was, he, that's he, right, he, he did. And then the next night someone did too. Balcony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude. I mean, so. So shout out to the SCI tournament. Also shout out to uh, to Emmanuel Matkins, uh, Superkick Foundation. Yeah. Uh, great dude. I met him at that show. Um, so I want to give them a shout out. Also, uh, I'm I'm actually working on something with Emmanuel right now about getting uh, some more kind of advertisement out there for him through my show. Also, so um, anyone who hears this, check out the Superkick Foundation. It's great stuff they're doing for veterans. It's it's awesome. Yeah, he's, and he's a great guy. I hung out with him a little bit that weekend too. I feel sorry for anybody that talked to me because I was so tired that whole weekend. I'm sure everybody just thought I was the biggest asshole, but, like, no, I had so <laughs> many things to do and not enough sleep to do them. And well, I'll tell you what, man. Like, when, when I got up to Subgraphs, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I don't have to necessarily air this, but, I, I mean, whatever. But if you were if you were a little toasted at that show, maybe Oh, maybe yeah, not. I made no bones about <laughs> it. <laughs> but, so, like, when you came up to me, like, put your, like, you put your arm around me, you're like, dude, thank you so fucking much for coming <laughs> to this show. And I was like, dude, I, I told you I'd be here, man. Like, I, I was glad, I was glad to be there. And it was cool to see how appreciative you were of, like, everyone oh, being yeah, there. Dude. Um, You guys do great, uh, 
announce work too. Uh, it's you and the other guy from uh, from the SCI tournament, Dylan Hales. Dylan Hales. Yeah. Um, you guys on commentary. Um, also shout out to Tyler Voles. I don't know if you ever heard that guy do mm-hmm. commentary. He does really great work. I got to know him a little bit uh, through the Glory Pro yep. shows up there. So it's cool. We're seeing like good commentary coming out of this. We're seeing good talent coming out of good shows. This is what we need as wrestling fans. Is good local indie wrestling that like people can actually go out there and support. Right. It's cool to be able to put it out there. Like you mentioned, me being super appreciative for everybody coming out. Like, Ku and I, we uh, we're not very good with people skills, but like, once I get loosened up, like, I I think I put out some stupid tweet that was like, "If you're coming to the sub show, buy me a drink." And people bought me drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that many free drinks. Plus, it helps because like I don't know if I should put this out there, but I'm going to. Uh, when you rent with the basement east like they include a case of beer so i made sure to snag two for myself like to loosen up before the show <laughs> and then after that it was just like drink after drink and i was like i mean fuck it hell yeah dude here but um no like there was a lot of people that came from sci that you know typically wouldn't get the chance to come out here because they live either across the country or just like too far away to drive not everybody wants to drive for wrestling and i understand that so just having all those people in one room it was I hope it's not the biggest show that we have, but it's by far the biggest show that we've had. And uh, it's, you know, largely in part, you know, thanks to our friends at SCI that came out. And uh, SCI will promote us very heavily, which is we're super appreciative for. We have a, a team in the uh, Scenic City Trios coming up, Team Southern Underground Pro, which is Kevin Koo, AJ Gray, and Jay Newman. Um, now, so, I don't want to cut you off. I, I wanted good. to ask before I forgot, how's Kevin doing? Because I know he suffered an injury recently. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he got a broken freaking neck. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted you to explain it because I, I don't I don't know the details. I, I've sent my well wishes. Kevin Kuhn's been Kevin Kuhn has been here in this same spot right Literally here with sitting, us, where, sitting where Jesse's sitting right now. So I mean that's a dude that like I'm pulling for big time, and he couldn't be a nicer guy. I mean so yeah, what's going on with Kevin Kuhn? So he uh, I forget I think he had two fractured vertebrae um, in his neck. Uh, he essentially wrestled the whole weekend with like kind of a like a pain in his neck I think, and then. At our show, when Angela's got a hold of him, it was just done. She, like, if you go back, and this is going to sound like a plug, but it's really the only way you can watch it. You can either buy it on Pivot Share for four ninety nine, or you can watch it on High Spots, uh, Maximum Overdive. She gives him, I don't even know what the fuck to call it, but, like, if you watch it closely, he lands directly on the top of his head and just kind of goes back. And it's it's so gross. Um, and then... Well, and for anyone who doesn't know like what this kind of scene looks like uh, like a southern underground pro show um in the basement he's it's standing room it's basically right up on the bar yeah. on the bar area so like you're it's an intimate setting and like when things like this happen like i mean you are you are right there it's scary you are right there um your eye level with yeah. the ring basically which is it's a, it's really really cool I, I highly recommend anybody check it out but i just want to let you guys know like that's how up close you are to, to seeing this happen it's crazy man like I don't think Dylan and I got the best vantage point because we were up on the stage doing commentary, so, like, you have to look over people's heads and stuff, and the way it happened is, like, he kind of flew closer to us, like, in the ring, so you we missed the part where his head, like, the top of his head literally just went like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously they can't see that, but... Right. Um, just so you guys... But you could if you if you <laughs> buy it on... Yeah, if you buy it on Pivot Chair or watch it on high spots. Which you should. Yeah. Which I'm planning on doing because my roommate here, Zach Epstein, has not seen it yet. I was telling him before you got here, we gotta, uh, we gotta buy that so you can check it out. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, he landed directly on the top of his head, and then he was like talking about how like his neck felt real weird for a while, um, and then maybe, I 
think it was maybe about a week later he finally decided to go to the doctor and like got x-rayed and it, it may have been a little bit longer but he finally went to the doctor got x-rayed and found out like yeah it's broken literally oh so my gosh he started rehabbing recently uh he texted me yesterday i think and told me like like he's in the clear he's gonna start training again so like he's literally been rehabbing and rehabbing and rehabbing just to you know get ready for he's got to show a black label pro um in crown point indiana on the 21st of october then he's got our show the next week so he's been like busting his ass to get back to where he can be in the ring and like and he broke his neck like two months ago yeah yeah Man, hey, shout out to Kevin Q. I love you, dude. I hope you're being I hope you're being safe. That's all I'm gonna say. But I also know that you love pro wrestling. Like I remember seeing on Twitter, like the first thing he mentioned after like telling people he broke his neck was literally all I like he like he's like sitting at home basically tweeting like I'm getting antsy, like I just I like I need to be out there wrestling. Yeah. And man. he was he was doing a lot for a second and then this happened and it slowed him down, which, you know, it sucks, but I'm glad that he was smart enough to take the time to just recover and rehab and I've known him for so long he's very determined so you know not to just you know be the, Ke- the Kevin Koo put over hour but well we can he, uh, we can we should put him over man he's he, I mean you know a, better than me he's a fucking machine man like train with Donovan Dijak back in the day I yeah, learned that on the last episode man, we did together chaotic dude uh, him and Brian Fury he uh he's got a lot of determination I know he really like Black Label Pro is just doing some incredible stuff so I know he definitely wanted to be a part of that um, I can't remember the match he has up there, but I don't think it's... No, he's he's actually in the tournament uh, to become, I think, the Darkest Timeline champion. So he wanted to be as close to 100% as he could for that, and then our show the next week. So dude's just busting his ass, trying to get back to ring shape, and I think he's going to be fine. He said he was taking his first bump, I think, tonight. He's going to go do some training, and uh, he's back in the gym. He looks the same. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like if, if I took two months off of not doing anything, I would look like a total piece of shit. But he looks he still looks great. So, Dude, well, once again, shout out to Kevin Q, man. Hope for Thanks a speedy and healthy recovery, which sounds like everything's going great. Everything's in the right direction. Is he going to be helping you still run and promote Southern Underground? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's he's actually put a lot, of, a lot more time into that since, you know, he came, you know, for, what, like two months he couldn't be out there wrestling. So a lot of focus went into, like, planning uh even like smaller details to the show um and even like more visible stuff like an entranceway like we'll have i'm not going to spoil it but we'll have sure. a really fun entranceway for the show the last um, few have been like uh it's been like the uh like the stage like the lifted like kind of the raised stage yeah. they've been coming off uh like if you're watching like a play or something they're yeah. coming off the side and then walking down yeah is how it was set up before so yeah, i'm interested to see how you guys have it set up this it's, time it's gonna be fun uh we're all really excited about it we're all a bunch of halloween marks so I think everybody will really enjoy that. Um, but we put it like, so this show, it being Halloween themed, obviously we wanted to play off that. So we did the Trick or Treat Battle Royal. Uh, the winner of the Battle Royal will have to pick between two pumpkins. I'm not going to disclose what will be in those two pumpkins, but you better pick the right one, or else you may have just gone that whole distance for nothing. Gotcha. Trick or treat. Feast or fire. Exactly, essentially. <laughs> um, so we, we did that, and then... Uh, see what else have we done uh we're gonna do for it's very limited we're only gonna do 20 but 20 free gift bags oh, for cool. people you know we just want to sh- continue to show our appreciation for people to come our friend d she couldn't be there i think she's gonna be at uh maybe a chikara show or something uh she bought two tickets just to give to two people to come oh so hell yeah yeah nice so there's a lot of cool stuff involved with this show that's not even like wrestling it's just 
appreciation for people that come to our shows. So, Well, and you know, don't want to jinx anything, but I can't imagine that this upcoming show is going to be any less successful than your others. I'd expect, I'd, I'd, because the word of mouth has been, has been great. From, from what I've seen, I mean, every time you put something out on Twitter, it's immediately like, reach, retweet, 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 fade, 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 fade. And then you just see it kind of popping up all over the place. And then you hear people like me and me and Jesse were talking a little before we started recording. But you even hear people like Filthy Tom Lawler out there that are like, "Hey, man, I want to be on a on a Southern Underground show." And I'm like, "Dude, this is a guy who's like a UFC star. He used to be a top ten light heavyweight, going out there. He's a big name in in the indie world. He's doing a lot of a lot of people kind of compare his, his career path to Matt Riddle, who's doing a lot of big things. And to see him go out of his way to just be like, "Man, I want to see what this is all about." I was like, "Well, that's got a lot of reach, dude." So I'm pretty sure it was like 3 or 4 in the morning I was involved in this giant thread that was just roasting Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. Jumped over to the, the sub Twitter and uh, saw that we had like been mixed up in a conversation with Tom Waller. So I just threw my two cents out there. And uh, yeah, like he followed us. I think I got his email information. Um, I'd love to be able to work something out to have Tom Waller on a sub show and then it's even more fitting because recently he talked about wanting to have a death match and your boy here just wants to get thrown into all kinds of glass and shit apparently so yeah i saw a picture i don't know when it was taken i saw a picture of you on twitter with maybe did you go through glass maybe there were yeah. your your back was was destroyed and oh, the, but yeah. the caption was something like i'm gonna paraphrase and i know i'm wrong but it was something like like it was something about like it being beautiful oh it was yeah just I was, like, this i'm is... pretty sure i know exactly what you're talking about like i'm just so happy this finally happened or yeah, yeah 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 yeah, man, like, that was when I wrestled Tank, and, uh... Tank, we gotta see his last match, too. Man, yeah. That was super emotional. Like, I don't cry it much, but I teared up, like... I've talked to him about coming on the show, too. I, I'd like to talk to him, definitely do sure. that. He is the fucking man. That's my dad. Um, but yeah, that, that picture's from when I wrestled Tank, and he chokeslammed me on the, uh, the light bulbs, which, like, nothing in that match sucked at the time because of adrenaline, but god damn, the next few days, like... I woke up the next morning, and uh, I was pretty sure I rebroke my collarbone somehow just because when I tried to sit up, I couldn't, and I knew that pain, but I luckily didn't. Um, it was so worth it, though, but Tom wants to have a death match, and I want to have a death match with Tom Waller, so... Ooh, you want to wrestle Tom yeah, Waller. Yeah, I... Oh, I, I didn't realize I that. I definitely called him out on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'll, dude, I'll help. I'll help flame those fires on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, please. Okay. Because uh, he wants to have a death match, and uh, I know exactly what kind of death match he wants to have, so I can I can give that to you, Tom Waller, if you hear this. Oh, man, you guys can't see it, but there's a smile on my face, like, ear to ear, thinking about this right now. Dude, that'd be awesome. You look like a good style. I mean, like, I haven't seen much of your, your work, but, right. like, like, just physically speaking, like, the two of y'all face-to-face, I think that'd be... I can see that, man. Because he's see not that. that big, is he? No, he isn't. Yeah, but he's fucking wiry, so, mm -hmm. like, I think uh, Tom Waller and I would have a lot of fun, like, him literally just putting me through glass and shit. Like, he would have the biggest smile on his face. I can make your oh. wildest dreams come true, Tom <laughs> There, you heard it, man. I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna send a link. I'm going to try to remember the time on this, but I'm going to send this uh, this episode of the show directly to uh, to Tom Waller. Please I'm going to be like, dude, started at this point, ended at this point. Listen to the whole thing, please. But if you want to hear... <laughs> There's a guy calling you out, and it's at the shows that you want to be at at Southern Underground. So this this could be some of the seeds for for planning, you know, po possibly a match down the line. You're hearing it here on the Fight Talk podcast. We uh we're taking off until February after after the show, so uh, it'd be nice to come back in February with a giant bang. And if that bang is me going through a lot of glass, I'll be more than happy to do it. All right, man. All right, that's exciting. <laughs>
All right, let's talk about the upcoming show. Uh, no, November, October the yeah. 29th. Almost November. Almost November. Um, right around Halloween time. You just mentioned Halloween. Uh, Halloween-themed stuff going on at the show. As far as the actual show is concerned, let's talk about some of the matches and some of the talent coming on. Uh, kind of building up from maybe kind of the, the lower end of the card sure. up to the main event, um, which the main event... Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. There's, so there's some great guys showing up. Some guys that I've, I'm, I'm for those listening, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself like the the biggest, most knowledgeable indie wrestling fan. Like I, I know, I know a lot more than like the casual fan, of sure. course. Um, and I've followed companies like Ring of Honor and that kind of stuff, and in New Japan for like a very long time. So like from that sense, I always eventually see these guys. But I've more recently started digging into like the Glory Pros and like the even like Freedom Pro Wrestling when they're here and stuff like that and and now I'm kind of starting to see these guys before they even hit Ring of Honor or even hit Evolve or whatever feeling. it is and some of these guys that we're mentioning we're already like if we're if, if these names that we're mentioning right now you haven't seen or heard yet these are guys you will be seeing and hearing from very soon if you haven't already. Um, just kick, it, kick us off, man. What do we got to, to start it off? So the first match listed on the flyer, um, I'm pretty sure most of this is in order. Uh, a few things may be adjusted, you know, card subject to change. Sure, always. Asterisk card <laughs> subject to change. In case you show up, buy a ticket, and this isn't what you see. You already bought the ticket. Wrestling is uh, very on the fly sometimes. So, uh, but you heard the, the Janela story. God knows what page. Oh, I mean, it all worked out. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> um, so the first match we have... Uh, listed on the card is a match that's actually happened before at IWA Mid-South. Um, it's Mance Warner versus the millennial Danny Adams. And you've probably seen Danny Adams at Glory Pro. Yeah. Is he the Ben, the ben Athlete guy? No, that's uh, Alex Daniels. Alex Daniels. Okay. That guy was feuding with Paco Gonzalez. I think he had the dog collar match with Paco. Danny Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. This Real. guy's cool. Yeah, yeah. So Danny Adams, he's, uh, he's somebody that's been improving since his time with Glory Pro. He's already really good but he's gotten tremendously better uh mance warner is somebody who uh ku and i have wanted to book for a very long time um i'm pretty sure he was one of the first names we tossed around if you haven't watched anything that mance warner has done and not to just like leave danny adams like in the dust but you're, you guys are obviously more familiar with him yes mance warner on twitter and instagram is just a riot like he's uh the man or the medium-sized man beast uh, the Southern Psycho, Lariats and Light Beers. Uh, he throws wackadoos. Uh, this dude is, he is so entertaining. He's a damn good wrestler, too. Nice. Uh, he just wrestled Shigehiro Erie um, at IWA Mid South. And uh, he's starting to break out more and more. He's going to the Northeast for, um, I think, uh, Hardcore Hustle. Um, and he's doing more and more. And uh, we're just really excited to have him here in Nashville. I'm pretty sure for his Nashville debut. Him, like a lot of these guys, this is actually like, a lot of debuts for Nashville. Um, so the first match on the card is Mance Warner versus the Millennial da uh, Danny Adams. The second match is a return and a debut. Joshua Bishop was here at Maximum Overdrive. He's from Cleveland, Ohio area. Wrestles for AIW a bunch. Um, he's going against Donovan Donhausen, who was in Florida for a while, and I think he just went back up to Michigan, I believe, and he's been wrestling for Rockstar Pro. Um, I saw him post a flyer for somewhere else. I can't remember where off the top of my head, but he's been making his way through like the Midwest and like the Northern Midwest, and we're finally getting him down here, uh, which is really cool. I think a lot of people are going to be really happy with that match. 
Um, this one is one that I've seen a lot of people talk about. AJ Gray versus Matt Kenway. Yeah. Matt Kenway, also St. Louis area, does glory pro. AJ Gray has had like possibly like a breakout year. I've been hearing that name a lot lately. He does a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, I think um, that's why I've heard it. He does like Phoenix flashes, and he. I talk to AJ almost every single day, and the stuff that he throws at me, like his dream match right now is to wrestle two cold, two cold Scorpio. <laughs> really? Which I think is like. Yeah, that's cool. The funniest, like the funniest, the most perfect match for somebody to ever have. Well, because for anyone who may not be familiar, Too Cold Scorpio has got to be, like, 50-something years old now. Oh, but, yeah. like, he's, like, one of the first... Like, he was, like, the guy who, like, really, like, popularized the 450 Splash. Yeah. And, you know, he was doing, like, crazy moonsaults and stuff back before... You might remember him as Flash Funk in the oh, WWF, yeah. even, which was, like, a travesty of a gimmick for the dude. But in, like, ECW he and stuff... He made it stuff, work, though. He like, did. He did. It, it was, like, the prelude to, like, the Funkasaurus almost. Yeah, you know it what really I mean? was, though. Um, but I that'd actually be cool. think they recycled the music for him for uh, Brodus Clare of the Funkadactyls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something like that. But, well, I know I know that uh, Ernest the Cat Miller had the Funkadactyl song before, was. but it was all the same idea. Right. Of like, it was like the, the new Flash Funk kind of thing. But uh, but Too Cold Scorpio, like, for check out like his ECW stuff oh, against, I mean, he's got like classic matches and stuff with like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and those kind of guys. Check his, it out. His ECW stuff and his Japanese stuff are just unreal. Um, so AJ and Matt Kenway, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, not listed on this, but it has a separate, a separate graphic. We have the Trick or Treat Battle Royal, which is open to any past uh, Southern Underground Pro roster member, any employee of Southern Underground Pro. Uh, a lot of people probably won't know this. If you do, then good on you. Uh, that rule was actually stolen from WWA. Uh, world, I think it's World Wrestling All Stars. Uh, so, like early two thousands, like yeah. after WCW folded. I fucking love that company. Okay, so yeah, much. like Nathan Jones. I remember Nathan that. Nathan Jones, yeah. Jeff Jarrett, like pretty much anybody that was in WCW. Like, it was just so zany and another cheap plug, but it's on high spots. Sure. Uh, and I think that's actually how AJ and I started like becoming really good friends was just talking about that. I'm pretty sure he watched the show on YouTube while I was watching it on high spots. And we were just like talking about it. So. I brought up the idea for the Trick or Treat Battle Royal because, I mean, Southern Indies, like, there's a Battle Royal on almost every show. So, just to, like, kind of pay homage to the Southern Indies, we wanted to do a Battle Royal, and I was like, what if we do, like, open to any and all employee, any past roster member, and then we kind of do, like, the Feast or Fire deal where, like, you might get, you know, some sort of sweet opportunity, or you might get literally an empty Trick or Treat pail. So, who knows what we'll get, who knows who will win, um... There's also uh, Brett Eisen and Angelus Lane did some pretty terrible things in Maximum Overdrive to one Kevin Koo. Yep. Um, which resulted in Kevin's broken neck. Um, so we put out on Twitter that they both have to face consequences. Okay. Yeah, so uh, without giving anything away, um, they will not be happy with what they have to do. Will these be physical consequences? Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. And for uh, Brett Eisen, that's another name I hear a lot lately. I've been mm -hmm. seeing him popping up on, obviously, your shows and sure. stuff like that, too. So that's another guy. Um, he's he's a Nashville guy, isn't he? He's, yeah, does he, live he, out here? he lives in Nashville. He wrestles for uh, ASW in uh, Lewisburg, Tennessee. He pops up at SWF in Tullahoma. And he wrestles for Resolute Pro, which I believe is in Crossville. I believe this weekend uh, he's got a dog collar match. Uh, with David Morton for ASW, and he's wrestling William Brewer at Resolute Pro, where he's defending his undisputed title. Uh, so he's got a busy weekend. He better uh, better stay in tip-top shape before the 29th. 
Um, Angelus, she's got her own set of consequences to face. Um, and it's funny, like, we put them as, like, the focal point of the flyer that way. Like, people can't forget what they did, and now, like, they can't run from the shit that they have to face. So it sounds, like, super cheesy, but it's, like, you know... Brett made no bones about, like, calling me out as his best friend when he took my chair and then dropped Kevin Koo on his head on it. Right. So it's, like, just because we're best friends doesn't mean you can run around and do whatever the fuck you want. Well, now so. you put his back against the wall, so, like, if he doesn't show up, you just, you just puss him out at this point. Exactly. So I'm not calling... I'm not calling Brett actually <laughs> pussy. But I'm just saying... Uh, that's the idea, right? Like, hey, it's out there publicly, so, like, you got to show up and take the punishment. Exactly. Or if you no-show, everyone knows why. Don't dish it out if you can't take it, man. There you go. So, him and Angelus, they, uh, they've got some shit to face. Uh, the semi-main, it's a little fun SCI rematch uh, between Corey Hollis, who's been on Raw, NXT, NXT Ring of Honor, Impact. He's been all over the place, man. Corey Hollis and Dominic Greeny, they had a really fun match at SCI. Um... I think we actually talked that weekend about possibly trying to bring that to Nashville, and it worked out great. Uh, we were able to book both guys. Um, they just had such a fun match at SCI. Like, I feel like those two guys probably have, like, the perfect chemistry, and it's two completely different backgrounds. So we wanted to bring that to Nashville, and we were lucky enough to. And then uh, this is one that got a, a lot of attention when we announced it, which is the main event uh, as of right now. Gunnar Miller defends the... Anarchy Triple Crown Championship, uh, which is the fourth, like, not not like an order, but it's like the fourth independent title that we've had that's not our title on our show. Right, gotcha. Um, so he's defending this title, which the lineage is insane. That was the same belt he was holding at the SCI when we yeah. saw him, right? Yeah, he's had that belt for a while. And uh, for those who don't know, he's actually the 2016 SCI yeah. uh, tournament winner. Uh, Matt Riddle won this past year. Uh, and when... I saw Jesse at the SCI tournament. We were talking a little before we started recording, but I'll mention it again. Um, there's certain guys that, like, when I see them, I'll kind of just start kind of asking around, like, hey, how long has this guy been doing this? Because this guy looks like a WWE-type guy. He looks TV-ready. He looks TV-ready. Garner Miller is one of those dudes. Yeah. I said the same thing about Don- Donovan Dijak when I mm-hmm. saw him, and coincidentally, when I mentioned that, you and Kevin Q were like, oh, yeah, like, Kevin trained with him. Like, he actually just got signed by, yeah. and I didn't even know that at the time. I was like, well, that he was definitely a WWE <laughs> guy. Um, same with uh, Jake something, who we keep seeing uh-huh. up in Glory Pro. He's another dude. Looks, I, maybe needs a little fine-tuning with, like, little things here and there, but physically speaking, what he can do in the ring, like, he he's a WWE-type dude. Like, he looks like a dude who can make money in he's wrestling. He's huge. He's huge, and he's athletic. There, so there's certain dudes, and, and Gunnar Miller is one of those guys. Um, so him versus KLD. Yeah. Is Kevin the main Lee event Davidson. Kevin Lee Davidson is another big time Glory Pro guy up there. Um, we brought Kevin Lee Davidson in um, for our second show, Show You No Mercy, and he got such a great reaction. People tweeted us they wanted to see him back. Uh, with Maximum Overdrive, we couldn't make it happen, um, but he was definitely in the back of our minds. Um, and we wanted to bring him back as soon as we could, and we knew that this was going to be our last show for the year. We just didn't want to run around the holidays. Right. Uh, with family and then just uh, everybody it's, traveling. It's probably smart business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just decided, like, everybody asked for him. So, you know, he had a great showing, him and Adam Buell. Like, he destroyed Adam. Um, and then he's just been making waves, like, everywhere he goes. So we were, like, we got together and we put our heads together and we were like, we have Gunner coming in. Um, and it's a title defense. Like, we're super fortunate to be working, you know, with Anarchy. Um, why not just make this fucking big man 
colossal battle. You know, Gunner, who's just like former football player, you know, jack to the gills, always switches up his training, like does different types of training. And then KLD, who is just a monster. Who also can fly. I got a good video of him diving over the top rope. God, he's, he's just like, his athleticism is, is unreal, just like Gunner. So Gunner looks his build. He looks somewhere like Bobby Roode. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's pretty accurate. Um, and then KLD is just like he's a hoss. KLD's like Kevin Owens, but like two hundred pounds heavier and just like jacked. Just yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he's fat. No, that's not that's not what I'm getting. But he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just a thick dude. Yeah, he's 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 a thick boy. So when we uh, when we got together to like put the card together, it was just like a no brainer. Like. When I announced it, I build it as a Haas fight, which some people may have scoffed at because I don't think Gunnar Miller is your typical Haas, but he's a big fucking dude. Like Yeah, me or you next to him, he's a big fucking guy. Yeah, so I build it as a Haas fight. I don't even care. Like They're going to beat the shit out of each other, and it's going to be a wild match. And Gunnar's still pretty new in wrestling, where KLD's more seasoned, more well-traveled. So I think this will be a really good match for Gunnar to, I guess, experience... Somebody outside of the Southeast, you know, who's who's done a lot. You know, KLD's been in Glory Pro for a while now, since I'm pretty sure since it started. He was with uh, NWL, STL. Um, I'm pretty sure he's done a lot of international stuff. So this will be a really good test for Gunner to see where he's at and uh, see, you know, he's got, a, he's got a pretty crazy story as to how he entered wrestling. So well, when he's... He's only been in the business, like, I think you were telling me, like, less than three years or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, I think right? it's right around two years. It might be knocking on three now. Um, I mean, that's insane. Yeah. For what I was, because that was that was the most shocking thing to me when, when I was asking, like, who this guy was, because I had never seen him before the sure. SCI. And I, and when either you or maybe, like, because, like, Emmanuel Mackins, the dude from Superkick Foundation, once again, he's, like, super knowledgeable about, like, the indie scene. Right. And same kind of stuff. Like, everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy, he pretty much just started. And I'm like... Less than three years yeah. on that dude, like, yeah. um, he, he's like a like he'll be like a diejack type dude. He just took to it naturally. He'll get he really did. Like, he's he's unreal. Like, watching him last year at SCI, and then like he was great then. But then watching him this, even watching him at the Scenic City Rumble in March, to now when we saw him in August, like he just gets better and better and better. It's like. It's unreal. I don't well, understand it. And I'll tell you from like a casual fan perspective, like my dad came to the SCI. He lives in Atlanta, but he we just met in the middle in Chattanooga. He, he's never gone to pro wrestling before, never. And and I and he was just like, well, you know what? Like I'll just see what this is all about since you know we can get dinner together afterwards and blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, come on down. And you know he's not into wrestling, so like you know he sees a guy like Darby Allen. He's just kind of like. What's everyone's? This is like this little dude. My dad's six six, by the right. way. He's like a big dude. So <laughs> your dad like, should be in the <laughs> right. So, so my dad's like, he's, scouting your dad now. even guys like Joey Danella. He's just kind of like, I don't know what the big deal with it, but like people were cheering, so that's cool. But then he saw like Gunnar Miller, and he's like, that guy looks like a pro wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's what got I mean. That eighties build, like he just looks jacked to the gills. Right, and uh, that's not to put down anybody, but he's like, you know, I see Darby Allen, and I see money in a dude right. like that. I see Joey Danella, and I see money. I see Kurt Stallion, I see money. Uh, but, like, the casual fan, they see a guy like Gunnar Miller, and they're going to be like, that looks like a pro. I, I'm used to say, oh, this is, like, what Hulk Hogan and The Rock exactly. did. Yeah, I see, you know. There's your Triple H build. You know, exactly. Like, there's your superstar build. But, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, he does look like a star. So, um, I feel like he's going to be a star if he sticks with it, and I'm sure he will because he's got a very bright future. And, uh, 
excited to bring, you know, let's see, we've got one, uh, two, three, four, like five Nashville debuts on this show. So we just keep bringing in people that have never wrestled in Nashville, like maybe have wrestled in Tennessee, like East Tennessee, Memphis, outskirts of Nashville, but never actual like Nashville proper. So it's cool to bring these guys in, and Gunner's one of those guys who hasn't had the chance to wrestle in Nashville, and um, our crowd is very different than what he may be used to. Let's so I think that hopefully that won't mess with his head, but it's it's very possible. It'll be cool. It's a cool environment. Like it's uh, it's like it's like very like punk rock. Yeah. The scene, you know, and uh, the, which like someone <clears throat> excuse me, like someone like me, you know, I'm not too ingrained in the punk. I've the closest I've ever been to anything close is like i got free tickets to an adtr concert once you know what i mean and i was like and i went and i was like this is fucking awesome right because I'm, I'm i'm a pro wrestling dude i like rock music and stuff but like it isn't necessarily my scene so like but when you go to a, like a show even if you aren't in like that punk rock scene like, you just see people wearing like the vests and like the pins and like yeah. the the uh the patches and all that kind of stuff and i'm in there in, like a matt riddle t-shirt you know and, like a backwards cap just like Oh man, I don't know if I fit in here. And then like immediately, someone just walks up like, "Oh man, Matt Riddle, dude, he's fucking." Yeah, and dude. like you just start talking to people, and you're like, "It's all just wrestling fans, and man." That's, that's probably the most punk rock thing about our shows is like, I would go to a show when I was you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, in my twenties, and I'd be wearing you know a shirt from some band I didn't know if anybody ever heard of. And then there's a kid across the room who walks over to me. He's like, "Oh man, you're wearing a Life Trap shirt. Like that's so cool. I saw them here." And then you just you know you become friends based off that. You see him at the next show, and like I th- I feel like that's our crowd. Like, our crowd, for the most part so far, hasn't been those, like, you fucked up crowds or, like, calling you on, like, some weird shit, like, right. super smart fans. Well, they're not trying to take the show over and exactly. be dicks about it. It's, yeah. Our crowd is, like, I love our crowd. Like, I consider all of them to be a friend, um, even if we don't talk all the time. I literally just found out that a guy that I work with now was at the last show, um, so that's really cool. Um, but we just, I love our fan base and it's something that like, we weren't really sure what we were going to get off the first couple of shows. We weren't sure if it was just going to be like bar flies or like people that were like, well, what the hell is going on in here when we were doing shows at Cobra, but that's where we like really built the foundation of our fan base. And when they moved with us to basement East, we were like, this, this is our support system. These, you know, these are the people that we're thankful for. And, uh. Like, D, she can't even be at the next show, but she bought two tickets just to give, so she knew that those spots would be filled. It's insane. That's amazing. Like, people don't have to do that stuff, and they do. Um, so, you know, just to go back to, like, what I talked about earlier, we just want to give back a little bit. You know, obviously, we can't put all of our money into this, but we wanted to do something, so we'll have, like, some little treat bags with, like, candy and stuff. Um, and we've got some fun stuff planned just to, like, keep everybody invested and, like, just to make sure everybody has fun. And we're super grateful for Basement East because they allow us to, to do fun stuff like this. Um, they've been super supportive with all the decisions that we've made, except uh, they were they were very scared once they saw a video from the second Cobra show. They were like, there's not going to be any watermelons, are there? Oh, so, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so like, as long as there's no watermelons <laughs> or fruit being harmed, I think they're cool with just about <laughs> anything we can do. Um, so we're, we're super thankful for that. Um, we've had some awesome sponsors for this show with Gold Club Electric. Um, which is a tattoo company here in Nashville or a tattoo shop here in Nashville. Rudy's Seafood and Sausage, who supported us since the first show. And then uh, Swerve Video is actually going to come in and record the whole show. So they've done stuff for Glory Pro. Um, they did Black Label Pro. So once we heard all the good things about them, we reached out to them just to have a quicker turnaround time. 
to get the show up so everybody can see it. So we're very thankful for everybody that's involved, even, you know, from from the fans to the sponsors to all the wrestlers, like, and even the people who give us a platform to talk about this stuff, like, we're very grateful about it. Dude, I'm, I'm happy to get the word out, man. Um, that's what, I, I say it all the time, that's what the show is all about, man, helping other people with some more interest, so... Um, speaking of that, I mean, like, Heroes and Legends, you guys are still involved with them through oh, the podcast. Yeah. Will Chad be at, uh, uh, the show on the 29th, he you know? will not, um, he's got, he's got some things, like, around that time, I'll tell you. Well, he's gonna be having a kid. Okay, I didn't know well. if it was, yeah, like, yeah, super yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I see him posting about it now on okay. social media, but I, I've known for a minute, as I'm sure yeah. you have too, but yeah, yeah. I know he's got some big personal stuff happening. Yeah. Some we, good stuff. We uh we talked about it and he was like I might be able to swing that and then I think he found out like the aroundabout date and he was like I don't know because like that's real close to when my kid might be born and I was like hey man do that like I'd, <laughs> ra- I'd rather you be there for that than at our show so like we can always work out another you know another spot for another show so congratulations to Chad absolutely congratulations uh, Chad he's one of the best dudes I've ever met um I was texting him earlier today because I found some cane stuff and he'll be at fanboy this weekend so. Um, was that in Knoxville? Yeah, they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kane. Yeah, I saw like, yeah, Kane's gonna be doing that. Of course, running for mayor out right. there. It's crazy. It's awesome. Somebody else. I don't remember who. I saw another big Sergeant name on Slark. there. <laughs> nice. That'd be fun. That would be cool. Um. So yeah, Chad won't. Chad and Heroes and Legends won't be there, but uh, we've got you know Gold Club Electric who have been incredible. You know they've helped spread the word, and then Rudy's who they've been great since day one. Like. We were so like if those guys weren't on board, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff that we do. Which the one thing we want to keep doing is bringing uh, bigger names to Nashville. Like it's already, it's already gotten out there that Ethan Page will be here yep. um, in February. I forgot to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Man. I saw him at Glory Pro. Also oh, walked man. up to him at the uh, at the bar. It was funny and it's not funny. It was funny and it wasn't. It was funny because like I, I'm familiar with like Ethan Page and like his wrestling character and stuff like that. But so there's a bar area. I was like up a little flight of stairs at the yep. Glory Pro show, and <clears throat> the bar- the bartender clearly didn't know that Ethan Page was a part of the show. He thought he was just like a fan sitting there at the, and there was like a line that I was in. It was like five people deep, and Ethan had been sitting there before any of us got in this line, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting at the bar just waiting for a drink, and the bartender is just no selling him completely Jesus. and just serving the fans one after another. And when I finally got up to like get my drink, I kind of looked at him like, I was like, sorry man, like I don't. But I kind of, like, pointed in his direction. I'm like, dude, that guy's been waiting. I didn't, I wasn't like, hey, that's Ethan Page from this right. show. But I was like, dude, that guy's been waiting way longer than, than we have. You know what I mean? Take care so of like, him. So, like, he gave me my drink first, but then walked right over to Ethan. And I kind of swung around to him and just kind of shook his hand and was like, hey, man. I, you know, it was actually a day after uh, Gargano uh, and Cien Almas had their match at TakeOver. Okay. And I know he has that big history with Johnny Gargano. Yep. So I, right, so I walked up to him and just like, "Hey, man, uh, did you get a chance to catch uh, Gargano's match? Because he's he's killing it, man." I was like, "I hope to see you, you know, doing more and more. Like, you know, you're just as good as he is." Basically, what I was saying, right. you know? And um, and he was like, "No, I'm happy for him. I haven't seen the match yet, but blah blah blah." But it was just kind of my way in to just sure. basically say something to him because I don't know what to say. I'm just like. Talk toys. Yeah, okay, talk toys. He loves toys. Now I know. See, I didn't know, so I'm just going on what I know. I'm like, okay, uh, I got to say something. Poison I know he knows Johnny Gargano. I know I just saw Gargano <laughs> wrestle. I'm just going to say something about Johnny Gargano. I hope, and I hope I don't offend him because I don't want to be like, he's in NXT and you aren't. You know, right. it's nothing like that. But anyway, he couldn't have been cooler. He was such a nice dude. Um, so it's, it was cool to see him actually mention 
Southern Underground on his video where he was announcing like his departure from Evolve. Right. It's huge. I watched that video and I was like, I wonder if anything will be said because it's like it's pretty far out there. Like it's in February. It's February twenty fifth. So it's like I wonder if anything will be said about this. Didn't expect it. And then I saw it like on the list of dates and I was like, well that's cool. DM'd him and was like, so I guess we'll just take the ball and run with this now and like go ahead and you know make sure everybody knows because why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Um. I am so excited to bring Ethan Page in. Um, we got to interview him on Kick Out at Two uh, in Atlanta. Maybe it was over a year ago. Um, we actually interviewed him on a loading dock right next to a dumpster, um, <laughs> nice. and we talked all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and then we interviewed him uh, at the first Glory Pro show before the show. We had uh, emailed back and forth, and he actually like opened the door and was like, "Kick Out at Two guys, where are you?" And like we walked up there and like he got us in before the show. Um, we did the interview, we hung out for a while, and uh, he's always been super kind to us from the podcast standpoint. Now, at that Glory Pro show, um, I know that he's involved with Alpha One in Canada, which is an incredible promotion if you haven't had the chance to watch it. Yeah, yeah they got some big names up there, yeah. Cody Rhodes, and even guys like Space Monkeys, Vestiges in the World have been doing some good stuff up Kobe there, Kobe Durst, too, is incredible. Yep. Um, I was just kind of like getting some pointers and tips from him about stuff, and like asking about cars from Canada, and... Uh, Kind of, you know, cut the kind of put the bug in his ear about what we were doing, um, and he seemed really interested right off the bat. And uh, we've kind of just been building and building and building to the point where we could, you know, I guess, comfortably bring him in. Well, it's not that he's asking for the world; it's just like we want to make sure we can be as accommodating as possible. Sure. And we're at that point um, to where we feel we can do that. So Which having is him, huge. that's yeah. huge, man. Because I know, like. We're not going to disclose anyone's pay, obviously, but, right. like, there's certain people that are going to be willing to straight up do it for free to get exactly. their name out there. There's going to be some people that are just, like, just want to make sure they get enough that they can eat that night or whatever it is right. and, you know, keep doing it and keep building their name. But then there's people who have established names that, like, you, you do have to make certain accommodations for because they have built that kind of clout. Right. That, I mean, so it makes sense. But what's so cool is, like, places like the Basement East aren't aren't raping you guys on the price, no. obviously. They're, they're giving you guys – you guys have some sort of really good working relationship there. And then you've got good working relationships with a lot of the talent that are coming out of the shows. So I, I feel like, yeah, you might have to pay a little, or you might have to do something a little extra for a guy like Ethan Page to bring him in, you know. But there's so many people a part of the show that are just wanting to be a part of the show. Exactly. That, like, you're able to accommodate guys like Ethan Page, which I think is cool because it, it's almost like the boys from the back, like, being like, hey, look, let's all. Maybe they're not saying, like, maybe they're not individually saying, like, hey, let's take a little bit less to get a big guy in, but they all probably kind of know, oh, shit, if we can get Ethan Page out here, then more people are going to know about us, then that's going to help us out, then everybody wins. To pull the curtain back a little bit, like, with the Janela situation, when he he came to me with the Hunt and Fishing song idea, he was like, what if we do this before the match? You know, you just play, like, a, um, a YouTube, you know, just random track, country track, and I'll sing to it, and, you know, we'll, do, we'll make magic. And I was like, sure. He's like, I'm trying to go viral twice in one weekend. So we were like, fuck it, let's do it. He does that. He didn't have to do that. Like, right. I think he knew what would happen, but we had no clue. Like, fuck, Joey Janela wants to sing a song. Like, he's had the craziest weekend. Why wouldn't we let him do that? You know, something he wants to do. So he, he does that, and that gets a lot of attention. Like, I had that song stuck in my head for like a month. Oh, I still just, do. It's yeah. Like, and like every time it finally fades away, it, it pops right back <laughs> up. And I'm just like, all right, like this is just part of my life now. Hunting, fishing, Kurt's tiny ass dick. Um, the chick I brought to the show was so confused because she didn't know what to expect. She oh. doesn't know. She doesn't know pro wrestling. She and there's this dude on the stage and she was just like kind of turn around like, what's, 
And I'm and I'm like behind her, like I like the I like you know I'm like doing it with everybody. And she's like, what's going on in here? Like this is this is fucking indie pro wrestling. Is this is what this is? I can't imagine what someone who has no concept of professional wrestling would have thought at that show because she was so confused. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. But I bet it's like, I bet it's like the most blinding confusion that you're just like. I'm completely ignorant to all this, but I'm having the most fun. Dude, she was she was like clapping and cheering towards the end, especially for uh, dudes like Janelle and stuff who were going mm-hmm. out there and like doing some pretty cool stuff. I mean, because it was Janelle and Curtis Stallion was the match, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're, it's impossible to go wrong there. Dude, I like I thought about it for a while, and I was like, I want to see these two wrestle. And then Kurt and I were talking, and I was like, Have you ever wrestled Joey? He was like, No, we like. Either they teamed or they were on opposite teams, like somewhere in New York, um, but they didn't touch, and they got to hang out for a little bit, and he was like, yeah, he, you know, he seems like a really cool dude, and uh, we were able to make that happen, so Kurt wanted to wrestle Janela. Janela was super cool with it. I don't know if he, like, wanted the match or whatever, but um, he was very happy with it. You know, we talked about it beforehand and after, and he told me some stuff he wanted to do, and then we talked about it after, and he, was really, he seemed really pleased with it, which is always a great feeling when you can have a talent who's pleased with someone they had to wrestle against because you don't want to bring someone like Janela in and like give him just some dude who's been wrestling in the same company for 20 years and hasn't done anything like you don't want to give him like no offense but you don't want to give him the dude who's like wrestling at like the fairgrounds who's caught like the like those dudes who are like coming out on like the tractor to the <laughs> ring you know what I mean you know what yeah. I mean what I'm saying like right you don't want to like you're trying to you're trying Spice to give the up. dude yeah um but uh there was uh geez there was something else about that uh, oh yeah, Curtis Stallion. I pulled the curtain back a little bit more. Curtis Stallion. Sure. I thought this was, I thought this was hilarious, and this is this is just so people can know like how how normal and like how like regular like these guys are. Right. Like they're just like us a lot. They're fans who like just are out there doing it. Um, Curtis Stallion. I walked up to him. I actually name dropped you and Kevin. I was like I was like, hey, I actually know Jesse and Kevin from Southern Underground. You know, like I saw you at that show. Blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh cool man, I love those guys. Blah blah. blah. He's like, man, they're so. I was like, yeah yeah. He's like he's like man, and then he's like. He's like, man, I gotta be looking around. Uh, this chick from Tinder said she was at the show. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so funny. Like these dudes are just, just like us, man. They're going town to town, man. swiping right, trying to find some chicks. You know, <laughs> coming to the show and stuff. God. And they're like the nicest dudes, man. Like it's funny, you know. Even a guy like um, Gary J. Yeah. You know, you walk up to him, and once again, super nice guy. Sure. You know, it's a lot of guys. He reminds me so much of Alexander Wolf from NXT. Gary J. Yeah. They, like I, I Never feel made like that connection. I yeah. feel like I feel like if they were like they could literally take Gary J and just be like, All right, man, we'll teach you whatever we need to <laughs> teach you T V wise. Get up here, sanity, you and God. you and Wolf. Because they they look like brothers. Yeah. You know, and I'm every time I see him I just think I just think Wolf every time. I've so. watched Gary J wrestle for so long. Um or it feel it feels like I've watched him for like five years, but it's only been like a couple um from Atlanta to St. Louis Anarchy to Glory Pro and other various places. I think Pro Wrestling Freedom, maybe. Um, the the thought process behind him and Stevie Fierce for the freelance title was like, these are both very prominent names in the Midwest. You know, Stevie Fierce resides in, I think, Hollywood, California. But he's at almost every single freelance show. He just wrestled B-Boy um, at freelance. And Gary J, who's done... He was in like early AIW. He's done uh, some, free, I believe, some freelance stuff. He's done Glory Pro, Anarchy. Uh, St. Louis Anarchy had a relationship with uh, when they were still around. They had a, a relationship with a company out of Texas, I believe, called like Texas Anarchy or something like that. AC, no, I forget. 
but he's like been all up and down from Texas to St. Louis. He did NLW St. Louis. Um, he's been wrestling for so long and he's so good. And like, he's one of those guys who for as long as he's been wrestling, like nothing about him is stale. Like he's like perfectly up to date with today's wrestling. And then Stevie Fierce, who's just like so over the top, so flamboyant, is a damn good wrestler. Like, my thought process behind that was like, let's have a Midwestern showcase because some of these people aren't going to be familiar with these guys in that area. So let's show them two of the best from that area, put the freelance title on the line, which we were very grateful for that relationship um, with freelance. That's one thing that I love about Southern Underground Pro is the relationships that we've built with Freedom Pro, freelance, Anarchy out of Atlanta or out of Georgia, uh, Cornelia, Georgia, and then like the other companies that we'll hopefully be working with in the future, which could be really big. Um, we've just been able to like, build a bridge to all these different companies, which is the, the original goal was to like be, um, to fill that gap between like Florida, Atlanta, and then the Midwest or the Northeast. Like we finally have a spot for guys to stop and wrestle somewhere along the line. So it's perfect. Yeah. It's awesome. Man. It was, uh, that was the, the goal the whole time. And we were able to, what, I think we're coming up on our fourth show. We were able to do that. So it's crazy, man. Uh, this show is a little bit different though. It'll be, at the basement east but it's starting earlier it's like a matinee type deal except there's no second part so, <laughs> gotcha. uh with hardcore shows they would do matinees where one would start like in the middle of the day and then you'd have like maybe a little of a break a couple hours and then you'd go to another show uh so this show the doors are at 1 30 show starts at 2 there's a little bit less of uh, a wait time between doors and show uh but the basement east has something else going on that night so we have to be out by a certain time so we will literally just be rushing right after the show to get everything done and then go and hang out or do whatever. I probably have to work the next day. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. October 29th, um, there's a lot of debuting guys, a lot of guys that have been here before, and a lot of guys that hopefully uh, you guys want back. So, yeah, I have not seen one person yet that I didn't want back. So that's good. Even like a guy like Stevie Fierce, wasn't yeah. familiar with him beforehand. Super flamboyant, like you said, but memorable. So but that's the. That's the thing with me. If 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 you can go out and and have if I've never seen you before, mm -hmm. and I can leave remembering you, like like really remembering like certain things or just wanting me to to, if if you want to see them again, then that's it worked. Right. Like you know, and like Basement East, great venue. Uh, if you're straight edge, cool, come hang out. If yeah. you like to drink, the drinks are. are reasonably priced i think i was drinking double jack and cokes the whole time and it was like oh dude i told you man <laughs> you went I, in. well so so i i lied a little bit about the trip back so we came here we dropped my car off and ubered immediately Smart. so i so i didn't have to drive thank god but um yeah because it was it was that road road trip straight from chattanooga and then i just i just drowned yeah, in, in in double jack and cokes um shout out to everybody that bought me a beer that night if you want to do that on October 29th, I will be very appreciative. I think I bought you a beer. I can't I'm remember. pretty sure you did. I think I did. My straight edge buddy bought me a beer that night. So, like, <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to buy a beer and you don't want to drink it, just give it to me. I'll drink it. There you <laughs> go. And if, and if you can't find Jesse, I'll drink it. Um, <laughs> Somebody will drink that beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't turn one down either. Yeah, Zach Epstein here. He's, he's been on the show, too. He's just kind of been sitting here quiet, but he's Hang here, out. too. Hey, get out. Um, Listen to the conversation. So yeah, grab us all a beer. Check it out. <laughs> check, check, check check it out at uh, the Basement East on October the 29th, uh, Southern Underground Pro. Jesse, thanks for coming on, man. Is there anything else you want to let the people know about before we get on out of here? Um, well, before I plug anything, I wanted to ask you guys, like you've been going to Glory Pro, you've been yeah. going to all these independent shows. 
Um, is there anybody out there that you guys have seen that we haven't booked yet that you want to see in Nashville? Ooh, We're always looking for a, stuff like that. That's an awesome question. Man, that's kind of on the spot. Everyone's been good. Um, the besties are awesome, man. Okay. The besties in the world. The best super hot fire. Myron Reed. Myron, Myron ooh, okay. that guy's sick. Yeah, Myron, he's the current champion yeah. up there in, in Glory Pro. Myron and Kurt have had some knockdown drag out fights, mm-hmm. too. Yes, they have. Um, um, Paco's real good. Paco's good. Uh, if, I mean, I know Elgin's busy, but, I, you know. And I, I don't know we if he does anything. Out. Does he do anything outside of his Glory Pro mm-hmm. and New Japan? Yeah. He does. He okay. does. Uh, he's wrestled, I think he wrestled somewhere in East Tennessee not too long ago. Um, we've reached out. Uh, He's just got a very tough schedule. Of course. Um, so, I mean, maybe at some point we can get Big Mike down here. Uh, he's actually been very supportive of what we're doing. Glory Pro and Michael Logan both retweet our stuff, which is fucking insane to me. Um, when Ring of Honor used to come to Nashville all the time, Michael Logan was one of the reasons I would go. Um, and he's been awesome. We've had him on our podcast, and he's been super cool to us. First ROH pay-per-view, uh, Elgin and Adam Cole. I think that was in Nashville, actually. Uh, fuck, what paper like the first that? real pay per view. It was when Elgin won the belt was off that, Adam Cole. I think was that, that was Fairgrounds. Nice. Yeah. Um, damn, what pay per view was that? It wasn't no, it wasn't. I don't remember. I can't remember, I but, but it was it was the first like like legit like you had to pay like thirty thirty five bucks or whatever yeah. on pay per view, and Elgin won the belt yep. from Adam Cole that night. Pretty sure that's the night. Uh, he he didn't have a mullet, but they were selling the Fear the Mullet shirts, and I bought that shirt. Oh, gotcha. Because yeah. for a minute there, dude, I love you, Mike Logan, but for a minute there, he was, like, rocking the mullet, the mullet deal, and then, like, you could tell, like, his hair was starting to go, so he tried to, like, kind of <laughs> get rid of the mullet, but keep his hair a little bit, yep. and then he finally just shaved it. I'm like, he there it is. He looks way meaner. Looks way better. Looks way better. Um, But shit, <laughs> Mike Logan can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he could kill me. Um, <laughs> But he's the nicest guy in the world. I actually reached... Maybe this will put him on the spot. I reached out to Tony Schiavone for him through a mutual friend because um, he's been trying to get Tony on a Glory Pro show. Um, and Tony is no-selling all the fucking emails. So, Tony Schiavone, <laughs> if you ever hear this, um, we're trying to get in touch because I have people that actually work with him in radio in Atlanta okay. that have been, like, hounding him for me. I like, hey, Michael Elgin wants to get... Well, I'll tell you what he wants to do. Off. Well, you know what? I'll mention it now. Fuck it. If I get in trouble, I get in trouble. Sorry, Elgin. I love you, man. But I'm going to mention... I'm going to mention it now because WWE just fucking copped it. Elgin wanted to do War Games in Glory Pro. Oh, and he wanted he wanted Shivani to call it. Man. Yeah, that's some exclusive shit for you guys right now if you guys that hear this. That might get kicked off on a fucking podcast. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was his idea was if he can get a, a War Games going at Glory God. Pro and get Shivani on the call. Now what, now what Elgin doesn't know, and I didn't have the heart to tell him, is Shivani hates War Games. I know oh. that. So, but I bet he wouldn't hate a good payday. But he wouldn't, hit, and, and he's he's doing more more commentary again. Yeah, uh, like he's back into it, and he's telling people, even within his own radio, uh, kind of group there in Atlanta, he's he's mentioning more and more recently about how he wants to get back into commentary, and he's he's doing a show in Atlanta now about like pro wrestling. He's been calling the Gwinnett Braves baseball for a while, mm-hmm. but now he's like actually talking pro wrestling a lot more again and getting on these podcasts with like guys like uh, Conrad and I think yeah. maybe Bruce Pritchard or those kind of guys. So. They're uh, so anyway, that's a little a little Shivani's, nugget of knowledge for you. Shivani's podcast is one of my favorite ones. It's like the AIW podcast, the card is going to change, and then Shivani's podcast are like the two wrestling podcasts that I listen to the most now. Man, yeah, I grew so, up on WCW, so that's you if know. I, if I watch wrestling now, I actually had this conversation with AJ Gray yesterday. If I watch wrestling, it's either like early '90s WWF because the booking is just so zany. Like you can have Steve Austin and Spark Plug Bob Holly main event of raw right and then i'll watch like any random wcw show because like you're gonna at least get three really good matches and a bunch of what the fuck or i'll just watch some crazy deathmatch stuff 
Right. Because why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else before uh, we get out of here. Anyone else you want to see uh, that we saw at Glory Pro? That I'm we've really, seen at Glory Pro? I'm really trying to like see. I know. Yeah. There's been so much good talent up at those shows, man. I, I've been blown away. Um, like, I know there's people who are just, like, glancing over. Like, I mean, the Ben Affleck dude, I forget who that is. Alex Daniels, he was on our first yeah. show. He's entertaining. Um, He's definitely entertaining. Which, our first show is for free on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, just uh, search Southern Underground Pro Battle for Bone Storm, and you can see Alex Daniels uh, and Kurt Stallion in the finals. Um, They have uh, a, a former uh, guest on the show, uh, Killshot uh, Shane Strickland, is going to be doing their next show. Okay. Um, I'll throw him in that hat if you sure. guys can ever get him. Yeah, that dude. Not only is he awesome in the ring, he was a really nice guy to talk to. Um, same with Marty the Moth I've talked to him on the show too I, I don't know what he does indie wise yeah. he has a full time uh, he's like a realtor or something like full time oh, and shit. also killing it on the indies same kind of thing with like CJ Doyle like a lot of these guys a lot of these guys are busting their ass like in the real world CJ, and then killing it in the pro wrestling world CJ is someone I would love to book like regularly he's so good we got him we can, I feel like we, between me and you we gotta be able to make that happen with CJ right oh yeah like um just having CJ on on the the second show, him and Koo had a great match. Oh, and did then, CJ do his do his yeah, he, he him and Kevin Koo wrestled for the Freedom Pro title. Uh, oh my God! I totally forgot about that. I totally <laughs> forgot about, and I love CJ. I totally forgot about that. Kevin comes out in the spoiler. Kevin comes out in the Roman Reigns vest. Of yes, the Roman Reigns yes, vest. yes. I saw, oh my God! I forgot. I was at a Freedom Pro show after that show, and I saw CJ and. Uh, I was like walking out of the bathroom or something, and he like was walking one way, sees me, turns, like grabs me for a choke slam, puts me up, and he's like, "End of the light bulbs!" And he was like, <laughs> "He like this made me feel really good." He was like, "Man, like that was such a fun show," and like hearing that from somebody who's like done NXT and all these other big shows, like that meant a lot. Well, now he's pretty much like managed by Vince Russo, yeah, also, which is Pro, very which is interesting. Um, yeah, I was actually at the fairgrounds during the fair. Uh, I got it was really weird situation i got contacted by a friend who works for high spots and he was like hey like our crew's running like really short uh, do you think you could help shoot some of the stuff at the fairgrounds and i was like yeah sure so i sat up like on the bleachers and like worked the hard cam and like just being able to say that i like recorded vince russo is fucking weird but like it's just one of those weird things man like once you get involved in wrestling and start doing different things like you have to learn how to do so many different things because you never know who's going to call you to do something and you just don't say no. And you got to try to try to not mark out, which I have the worst time <laughs> with, like, because I'm still such a fan, you know right. what I mean? So, like, like I've told this, I don't know if I've ever told the story on the podcast, we kind of ended on this, but, like, uh, Eric Bischoff, did mm-hmm. I ever tell you about when I met Eric Bischoff at the fairgrounds? I don't think so. Um, so, like, usually, like, I see a wrestler, like, a personality or whatever, and, like, I can keep it together, you sure. know? I'm like, I'm like, you know, whatever. I try to play it cool, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, shit, I've been watching you since so and so. Like, man, this is like, I'm, I'm kind of marking out in my own mind, but I try not to show it. Eric Bischoff walks past me at the fairgrounds, and I walk up, I shake his hand, do the whole hi, I'm Steven Jensen, so when I meet you, you know, I grew up, you know, you're my childhood man. Like, you're basically the Vincent man to me, you right. know what I mean? Because I grew up in WWF also, but I was mainly a WCW guy. Eric Bischoff was the man. So, um, we're talking for a second, and He's like, oh, thanks, man. He kind of gives you like a thumbs up and like starts walking away. And he's like, he's like ten feet away from me. And I'm like, hey, Eric, you know, like I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm like, Eric, and I, you know, granted, I'm like six beers deep, but like <laughs> I'm a little loose. And I'm like, 
I'm like, Eric, and like he turns around. And I'm expecting like the like the moment where like the football player like turns around and like tosses his jersey oh, to the no. kid, you know what I mean, or something. I'm like, Eric, and he turns around. And I'm like, and I have no idea what to say to him. And I start doing like the fucking bow gimmick, <laughs> like the fucking like the fucking Triple H fucking Holy thing shit. he does. And and he was like, okay, and like just like so so he walks to the. They stopped doing it for some reason, but they used to have the beer vendor over oh, in the corner, that beer right next to right next to Chad. Yep. So, <clears throat> so I walk up to the beer vendor. Eric's right in front of me, and I'm like, okay, this is my chance for redemption. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna buy this dude a Coors Light. So you like, here we go. And then maybe I'll ask for a picture. I usually do that, like James Storm or someone. Hey man, Coors Light, cool. Hey, cool, can we get a picture. All right, well. So I walk up to Eric Fisher. I I get I put my you can't see it obviously, but I put my hand up to tap him on the shoulder. To be like, hey, can I grab that beer for you? My hand's up in the air. The music for the show starts. He turns around. And I just have my hand in the air, <laughs> reaching towards Eric Bischoff. And he just looks me right in the eyes and he goes, the show's about to start. And he just, he just walks, oh, just walks no. backstage. And my hand's just like, in, it looks like I'm trying to give him a high five or something. Because I'm mid trying to poke him on the, on the shoulder. And after that, I was just like, oh my God, Eric Bischoff thinks I'm the biggest loser in the world. God. Oh, so anyway, that's the Fight Talk podcast for today. Uh, make sure to check out Southern Underground Pro Headwalk Among Us on October the 29th. the 29th. Jesse, thanks for coming again, man. Thanks for having me on. Get man. your plugs out there. Uh, if you want to follow Southern Underground Pro, uh, Twitter and Instagram is at sup underscore g r a p s at sup underscore grabs. That's everybody calls us now, so we just kind of run with it. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, sub underscore grabs, Facebook, Southern Underground Pro. There's an event page uh, for Headwalk Among Us. Uh, two shows on the, high, on the High Spots Network. If you watch those shows and you would like to own those shows digitally, uh, we have been tweeting out a link to the pivot chair where you can purchase those shows for $4.99. Uh, Very well spent, by the way. Amino Mackins just gave a shout out on Twitter the other day. He just bought it too. Well, thank there's you, people, There's people in the know. We were buying these shows. If people do that, then we can continue to bring in uh, your Ethan Pages and then uh, the surprise that we have for April. So we've already we've started planning in advance. We've locked some stuff down, and you know if, if people keep purchasing stuff, it, it sounds shitty and like a shill. But if people keep you know purchasing, like we may have shirts at this next show. If people purchase those, purchase the videos, and we'll be able to keep bringing in guys that really want to wrestle in Nashville. And that's how it works, guys. I mentioned it when I mentioned, like, my stuff on whatamaneuver.net, like, my own T-shirts and shit like that. Like, and I'm sure it's the same exact thing with Jesse and, and anyone else in our in any similar type position. The money we make doing these things goes directly back into these things. Like, it isn't like I'm selling T-shirts so that I can make a fucking killing. It's <laughs> I'm selling T-shirts so maybe I've got a few extra bucks so that maybe I can have a little extra money to travel up to St. Louis to get interviews with people at a Glory Pro show. Yeah, like, there's just, a, it's, it's things like that. So we're not, we're not up here being shilled and just trying to just make a killing. We're up here, like, that. if you spend money on the shows for subgraphs, you spend money on anything that we're involved with, that money literally goes right back into the, our own products to make it better for you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, even with my podcast, Kick Out of Two, like, we have a fuel fund on our website, and we've been very fortunate that people drop like five ten bucks somebody's done like 20 bucks a couple of times which is utterly insane to me it's super appreciated that's like 20 bucks is huge pro. like that's about an eight nine hour drive and that's how we're going to get the black label pro so there you go it's very much appreciated um if you guys if we do have the shirts i'm pretty sure we will pick one up they'll be like 15 bucks a piece um and uh the vod's man like you see companies push that shit all the time like it helps like five bucks here and there like that's 
part of gas money for someone. So, you know, fix them up. Uh, thanks to Swerve Video for coming in and uh, recording the show on October 29th. Check them out if you need something recorded. Hit up Swerve Video. We tweet them all the time, so they're not hard to find. You can check out Glory Pro or Black Label Pro if you need uh, further proof of who to go with. So I'd say Swerve or High Spots for your two to go to. Awesome. Thanks again, Jesse, for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. All right, everybody, and that's that. Thanks once again to Jesse Butler for coming on the show. And once again, make sure to check out Southern Underground Professional Wrestling, Headwalk Among Us, Subgrass, Headwalk Among Us, October the 29th at the Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee. Get your tickets ASAP. It's going to be an awesome show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group as well. Please like, uh, follow, whatever you do on there. I do keep it very up-to-date, though, so just search all one word at Fight Talk Podcast or just search the word Fight Talk. should come right up. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. If you're subscribed on iTunes, please rate and comment. It helps the podcast out so much just to jump on there and put a five-star rating. I always joke that it sounds like if you're always sunny in Philadelphia fans, uh, Dennis Reynolds being a five-star man. Anyone who watches that show will definitely get that reference. I feel really weird asking for five-star ratings, uh, but that's how much it helps the podcast out to do that on iTunes. And so if you're, if you're putting a five-star rating on there and you're putting any kind of comment on there, I'm going to give you some free stuff courtesy of the sponsors that I'm going to mention right at the end of the show. So keep that in mind. Free stuff just for rating, commenting, subscribing, and it takes you guys like three seconds to do it. So please, please help out. And please jump on whatamaneuver.net as well. That is whatamaneuver.net. They have uh, all the Fight Talk podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, stuff for people of all shapes and sizes, all ages, everybody. I mean, anything you're looking for, I can I can get for you. And I have multiple logos. If there's something you're looking for and you can't find it, just you know let me know. Because if you support the show, I absolutely support you as well. And I'll help you get what you're looking for. Um, and speaking of support, thank you once again to my sponsors. And I'll mention them and we'll get on out of here today's episode uh so thank you once again to wrestlerumble.com heroes and legends brian jensen at delgado boxing and williamson brothers barbecue thank you very much for listening and i'll be back soon